My next guest is a Heisman Trophy winner, a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, one of the greatest wide receivers in NFL history. I want to welcome back on Mr. Tim Brown. Tim, how's everything going for you? Good, brother. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I know we're just talking about it, the, the tragic loss of um, Coach uh, John Madden yesterday. It's, it's still, it still doesn't feel real. Yeah, I don't think it ever will, man. I think he is one of those bigger-than-life figures, man, that every time you think of him being gone, you're going to shake your head, you know what I mean? And uh, uh, I know my son um, came running down the stairs. He, he just got in from college, and um, and as soon as he got to me, I got the, the news about – and we almost both said at the same time, Matt just, you know, Matt passed. And uh, so he they were playing Madden at the time, him and his boys around the country. And uh, so they had a, you know, a, a moment solid prayer for, for John Madden during their game, you know, so which I thought was relatively cool. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just think every time you, you hear about this or think about it, you're going to, you know, see his picture around the Raider facilities. You're going to uh, you're going to shake your head a little bit. Yeah. Was he that involved with the Raiders during your time there? Or was he mostly focused on broadcasting? Yeah, yeah. He was full time broadcasting, you know, but you can tell. You know, there, there weren't many people that I saw Al Davis get a little squirmish around, but Big John came around and Al, you know what I mean? You could tell he wasn't, you know, because, you know, John ran the whole deal. He, he did, you know, what he did for the Raiders and for his uh, a coach will never be matched. You know what I mean? Uh, so, you know, he wasn't Al. Uh, uh, John wasn't one of those guys Al could, you know, point his finger at or, you know, do whatever and make him jump. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting every time he came around. Do you think he enjoyed the kind of production meetings with the Raiders more than some of the other teams because he just kind of being back there? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, once you have helped build something, man, you know, to be able to go back, you know what I mean, and be a part of it, you know what I mean, uh, and even if it's not where it was when you left it, uh, it still is pretty special, you know what I mean, and um, – yeah. Uh, you know, when I was in L.A., we didn't have many home Monday night games. Matter of fact, I don't think we had any home Monday night football games uh, when I were in L.A., which is weird when I think about it. Uh, but uh, so I, I think, you know, we didn't see him much because, um, you know, at that time, the NFC was was CBS. And, uh, you know, and um, so we, we rarely, rarely saw him. Uh, but when things loosened up and changed a little bit, especially once we got to Oakland, you know, we saw him quite a bit. So, do you, do you have any good stories about experiences with him, or were you guys were you guys that close? Uh, well, look, I mean, when I can remember early in my career, Howie was still there. So, because uh, I remember they wouldn't let me get on the bus. So uh, it must have been my rookie year. It must have been my rookie year. <laughs> I was not allowed to get on the bus. I think he may have came up to training camp or something, because uh, you know, at that particular time, we were down in Oxnard. Uh, but, um, yeah, but all I remember is not being allowed to get on the bus. So, and, uh, he didn't help me out either because, you know, he was like one of the guys, you know, I mean, that was the great thing about him being a coach, you know, everybody felt like, felt like he was one of the teammates from what I hear, you know what I mean? So a lot, so a lot of guys, they went on the bus. It wasn't just kind of like just him. Just, I, I, I really haven't don't know too much about the bus. I know obviously he went coast to coast with it, but is that kind of where they had a lot of meetings, kind of just people just hanging out? 
No, no, I mean, it was, you know, everybody just wanted to check out the bus because at that time, that kind of a bus was a pretty unusual yeah. deal. It was, it was a luxury item for sure, you know what I mean? So I think, you know, people were just checking out the bus just to see what was on it. But uh, not the rookie, though, not the rookie Tim Brown. Even the rookie with the Heisman Trophy said, so no, 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 maybe oh, next no. time. Oh, no. That's a, yeah, that that's didn't mean I'm... anything in the NFL locker room, that's for sure. <laughs> and it kind of, flipping over kind of the Raiders season, obviously it's been kind of up and down altogether. I want to ask you, um, Hunter Renfro has been unbelievable. What have been your thoughts on him? Uh, you know, I, I think Hunter has been absolutely great for the, for the team, you know. Um, I, I, I'll say this, and, and I hope it comes out right. You know, Hunter is not supposed to be catching 100 balls for this team. No. Hell no. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, so he's doing everything they ask him to do. Uh, but that's not that shouldn't be his role for this team. Um, you know, I think if he was catching 60 to 70 balls a year, that would mean somebody else was catching these other balls. And, you know, that maybe that's a Derek, you know, that's a that's a Derek Waller. You know, maybe that's a Edwards or, or somebody else. Or, you know, let's let's say it. Even that's a that's a that's a Henry Ruggs. Right. You know what I mean? That they're catching those other balls and uh, and maybe getting the ball down the field because his job is third and three to five. Yeah. You know what I mean? To get to get you know to get get that first down. And uh, when you have him trying to catch passes, you know, down the field, not saying a young man can't do it because obviously he's shown that he can do whatever. But I, I just don't think you know that's what his real comfort level is. So it'll be interesting to see you know how things work out in the future, but. Uh, if I'm the Raiders, you know, and again, you got to be careful about saying, I don't want you catching yeah. 100, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, I think it makes sense, you know, if, um, you know, if, if if Henry was still there, if, if Darren was rolling, if Edwards was, you know, uh, was playing every week, week in and week out, uh, Zay Jones is coming on playing some good football right now. Yeah. But uh, DJ, you know, the longer he gets out there, the better he's going to be. Uh, more he gets comfortable with the system, uh, but um, yeah, I mean we're we're counting on 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 Renfro right now for everything, and uh, I just don't think that's what the offense was meant to do. Because him in one on one coverage, he, he's pretty shifty. Without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, you know, again, you know, those are that three to five to seven yards, yeah. you know, max. Yeah. You know, where you have time to to do that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so the problem is we get a lot of third and seven to eight, ten, and now we're looking to get him a ball. It's, it's yeah. a different situation then, yeah. you know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, man, you know, it's uh, you know, some of these moves that he's and you can tell, and, and I, I know for a fact because I know Gruden allowed me to do certain things, and as long as I was on the same page with the quarterback. I could do whatever I want to do, you know, as long as he knew, hey, I'm going to double move him. After we do this the second time, I may triple move this guy, but just hang in there with me. And when I give you my eyes, that's when I want the ball. Don't throw it before <laughs> then, you know. But um, so, you know, I think uh, you, you see him doing some of those same things that um, I'm sure Gruden say, hey, man, just get open. Make sure you're on the same page with Derek. And speaking of Gruden and, and, and Henry, with all the stuff that's transpired, I want to bring it up. Are you surprised how well they've held it together since then? Man, I put out uh, the other day when they won the football game, you know, this has to be the most mentally tough football team in the league at this particular point, you know. Um, look, man, we went through a whole bunch of stuff with, with the Raiders, you know. In 89, you know, Shanahan got fired, you know, after the first, first four games of the, of the year. He got fired. It was an ugly firing, too, right? I mean, him and Al were literally almost fighting on the sidelines um, at practice and stuff like that. So, 
Um, you know, that same uh, summer, uh, Stacy Turan had uh, passed away, you know, in a car accident. Um, you know, so so we dealt with some with some things, man, you know, um, and uh, and it was tough, you know, and it took us most of the season to get back. And towards the end of the year, we made a little run, had a chance to make it to the playoffs if we could have beat the Giants at the end of the year. I tore my knee up that year, too, so I'm out, uh, you know, but um, so, you know, you dealt, you know, I've seen, you know, the Raiders deal with some things, but this year just felt a little different, man. It felt a little different, I guess, because, you know, one of the fellow brothers, you know, is in trouble for killing somebody, you know, you know, the coach, you know, is gets let go or resigns because of something that somebody else did yeah. having nothing, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, he put those emails out there for sure. Yeah, yeah but, but it wasn't his investigation. It exactly. Was that's, that's, that's my point. You know what I mean? So it just felt, felt a little weird, man. And, and, you know, and, and in the middle of all, at the end of all that, um, the captain, I forget his name, the fullback, you know. That, oh, that Ingold, Ingold. Yeah, he was a lifeline of this football team, and that's what people don't realize. And then he goes down, you know what I mean? And now he's out the locker room, you know. So that's just a tough three or four weeks, man, to have uh, if you're trying to be a cohesive football team. So, um, yeah, you know, look, I, I think this team, man, you know, um, you know, I think they're struggling still. You can, you can see that. Uh, but at the same time, they're fighting, man. And, you know, as a as an alumni, that's all you want to see, man. You know, in this game, the ball bounces differently every day, it seems like. But, um, you know, if you fight hard, man, you have a chance to win the game at the end. And that's what they've been able to do the last couple of games. And another one of the bright spots of the team is your Max Crosby is unbelievable. What do you think yeah. of him? Well, I mean, he has – I don't know who gave him the moniker Mad Max, but it is the right one for sure, man. You know, this is a guy that uh, every play – is going to give you everything that he has, man. Double team, triple team, hold him, which they do almost every play, you know, as far as I'm concerned anyway. Um, you know, it, it's really remarkable, um, you know, uh, his attitude towards the game. And he uh, he hit me on social media three or four weeks ago because I guess I got a little too close to <laughs> touch some nerves there or something uh, when I was talking about But basically, you know, when they were going through all that stuff, I was, I was telling them, don't get on TV saying we're fine because you're not fine. Yeah. And everybody, and if you are fine, then that means that's a problem. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and express, you know, how you really feel and just say, we're going to give it our best shot though. We're going to yeah. go out and get, you know, but don't be coming out. Oh, we're good. We're good to go. Oh yeah. we. No, no, no. I don't want to hear that. That's fake. That's fake stuff. I don't want to hear all that fake stuff. You know what I mean? So I, I think man that, um, yeah, he hit me on social media a little bit. So every once in a while he'll DM me and I'll DM him. DM him and we keep it going. It's awesome because what is his fifth round pick? And I'm pretty sure they took another DN that first round and really hasn't amounted, but they, they got a steal. Where, where'd he go? It was a he was a Mac guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Western Michigan or someplace like that. One of those places. Uh, yeah. Uh, High, I don't know, one of the places, yeah. but yeah. um yeah, you know, look, man, this is a guy who was looking for an opportunity, man, yeah. to um to show what he could do in the league and and um, I mean, I heard that we drafted this guy, but when you hear he's drafted in the fourth or fifth round, you go, ah, yeah. you know what I mean? He'd be a good training camp guy, you know, you'll never hear from him again. And then all of a sudden you see him coming around at the end, like, oh my God, you can just tell the energy he has, man, you know, yeah. is um, is what you're looking for. And for him to be able to, I mean, he made a play 
uh, the other day, a sack the other day, where he actually ran by the quarterback and, and circled back and, um, and and had the sack. And, you know, you see those guys working on that. with the, They have a, a giant ring, and they'll they'll be running around this ring all the time. And you see them doing that stuff, man. But, I mean, it was actually it was like watching him do that live and in person uh, was uh, pretty incredible. So, uh, yeah, he's a great athlete, man. Great yeah. athlete with a with a with a with a big heart and a big engine, man. So that uh, usually, and he cares about winning and losing. Yeah. So yeah. you get those, they get that combination. Usually, you're going to get a pretty good player. Because I because I had Solomon Thomas on the show earlier in the year, and he was talking about the people sleeping on the D line, especially. I know he's more of a rotation guy, but with with Crosby and in Gakway and Farrell, and they have um, I forget the one other guy's name who was on the same. Nessa. Yeah. Or in Nassib as well. Yeah. yeah. They feel like they've got a good D line in place kind of going forward. Look, man, you know, Farrell has come out and, you know, got a couple sacks, you know, and uh, it's really good to see, you know, um, getting getting some out of that first round pick. And um, but the other three guys, man, are just super solid as far as I'm concerned. And and, um, you know, and Gagway, I think, is playing, you know, at a very, very high level himself. You know, he's on that on that right defensive end side. So he's dealing with that 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 uh, stud of a left tackle versus every team and uh, sometimes the chipping back and that whole deal. So it's a little bit tougher for him, but every once in a while, you know, uh, every game, I, I think we're still leading the league in, in, in quarterback rushes or whatever, yeah. quarterback uh, pressures or whatever. Yeah, Crosby, so, Crosby's the leader right now in pressures. Nobody's been talking well, about it. Well, that's, uh, that's incredible stuff, man. That's yeah. what it's yeah. all about. Yeah, and then looking at the league as a whole, we've seen so many good teams have these bizarre losses this year. Who do you think's the real deal? I have no idea, bro. And I think it's great for the league that nobody really knows um, who's going to come out on top right now. Usually by now you have a sense of, ah, you know, now, unfortunately, it looks like Kansas City is getting hot again. Right. I mean, it looks like they're finding their groove again. And and um, so it'd be interesting to see if anybody can slow them down before we get to the playoffs. We only got two weeks before that. But um, but yeah, man, you know, other than them, you know, in NFC, you have a lot of great football teams, you know, I believe. But um but which one? Which one is going to come? We everybody thought last year. Well, Tampa has to go to Green Bay in January. There's no way they're going to get out of that. Well, yeah. you know what happened there. You know, so yeah. um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens uh, if everybody has to go through Green Bay again. Can Green Bay get that thing done? Um, so interesting year, man. No doubt about it. But um, I love it. I love it. And for the NFL, I think it's great. You know. Absolutely. Now, especially with the Chargers losing to Houston the other day. That was bizarre. I mean, who would ever thought? Who would ever oh, thought that? You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. But I mean, you know, because usually this time of year, man, in the holidays and everybody's you know, out the playoffs, you know, teams are play good for the first quarter. But after that, it's like, ah, you know, I want to make sure that I can play with my games with my kids, you know, next week, you know, during the week. So, uh, and, you know, when you're playing those kind of teams, man, because, you know, look, I have to be honest, you know, there were a couple of years we were that team that people were playing, you know what I mean? And um, if you give if you give a team like that life, you know what I mean, after the first or second quarter, then you got a football game. If you come out and play hard and, you know, put the game away early, then, you know, I mean, it'll be what it is, you know what I mean? So, yeah. but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you catch any of the Sunday night game with Washington and Dallas? Yeah, I did. Yeah, not much. That was, de- that was depressing. It, it really was. It really was. And uh, I have um, one of my good buddies, uh, Randy Jordan, is uh, the coach yeah. for the – he coaches the running backs. Well, he was – uh, was he He was out the other day, right, I think? Because I think – No, no, he, uh, he, he got the um, 
he got approved. His wife has okay. COVID. Yeah, he uh, had okay. he got approved on charity, so he was able to make the trip. So he got he got a negative test on Saturday, so he was there for okay. the game. But um, yeah, so you know, I I I took a video. I went back and took a video of what had happened on the sideline, and I sent it to him. And after the game, you know, because he hadn't seen it, yeah. you know, he texted me he was like, "Oh my God, I can't believe that happened on national TV." You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it was it was pretty embarrassing um, for and, and you know, not just for the Redskins. I think for football period, man, to yeah. see to see guys who have been teammates for years, you know, going back to college, man, you know, it leads me to believe that's something personal going on there, yeah. you know, that we don't know about. That's yeah. an off the field thing going on there. So yeah, it doesn't help when you're down 50 at halftime. And no, it does camera, not. Camera, camera, camera pans in. And I want to flip, flip over to college. Obviously your, your Irish has made, uh, made some news a couple weeks ago. Uh, what do you think? I know we're a couple of weeks past it. What do you think of Brian Kelly just, just getting up and leaving? Uh, a little disappointed. You know, I mean, you know, everybody wants to say, well, he did the same thing to come to Notre Dame, but Cincinnati wasn't a top five football team, you know, when he left. And it wasn't up in the air when he left if, if Cincinnati was going to get um, a bid, you know, for the championship, which Notre Dame could have very easily yeah. have gotten, you know, if uh, one other thing would have gone their way that night, that Saturday night. That's what would have happened. And for you to leave a football team without knowing if you have a chance to make the, to play for the championship, then that means it's not about the championship for you. It's about the money. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, uh, and I think, uh, you know, uh, look, I, I, I was up before the season. My son is at Holy Cross at Notre Dame, which is right across the street uh, from Notre Dame and uh, wanted him to be a part of the program and, and Kelly brought him in, and uh, he had a great season, you know, working with the football team. So I'm great, very grateful and thankful for him um, indoctrinating my son into the uh, football program, for sure. Um, you know, but, you know, the thing that uh, when you have conversations like that with guys and you, um, you know, you have casual conversations with coaches and things of that nature, the the the, the mistake that I feel now that I have made is, you sort of start to believe that, you know, these guys are your friends or these guys are, you know, your buds and you know what I mean? And, and you also get the idea, you know, this he's been here 12 years. He's a Notre Dame guy. You know, he's a Notre Dame man now, you know, he's not a head coach, but that's not the case. You know, these guys are head coaches and, um, and, you know, and I don't know, I, I, it bothers me because, I don't know if I'll ever let myself get that close to another coach. You know what I mean? Because I don't know, you know, if I, I would have never thought this would have happened, you know what I mean? So if that is the case, then what's to say Marcus Freeman in 15 years or 10 years? Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? So it's a, uh, it's a very interesting uh, phenomenon, man. But um, you know, at the same time, you want to be genuine with them because you want them to be genuine with you. Uh, but you just don't know where that line stops. You are, I'm all in, right? I mean, it's it's Notre Dame. It's it's my school. It's my uh, it's my alma mater. So I'm all yeah. in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, it seems like to these coaches, there's a limit they will go. And um, so you know, I I think you just have to be. When I say you, I mean me. <laughs> have to be very careful about your emotions going forward as far as these coaches go. When you committed when to you Notre Dame, could you have ever foreseen um, – was Lou, Lou Holtz was there when you were there. Did you ever see him? No, Jerry Faust. Faust. Oh, Jerry Faust. Faust okay. Yeah. Could you ever yeah, see that, that happen? Uh, no. I mean, Jerry Faust, man, I mean, look, I mean, 
he he left Notre Dame going into my junior year, went to Akron and coached there for a few years. And after that, after that, he he retired from coaching. He came, he comes back to every Notre Dame home game now. And that's been going on for 20 years or whatever. You know what I mean? So uh, I mean, that that was a guy who was all Notre Dame. He was Notre Dame in, right? Because he grew up Catholic, you know, at Moeller High School in, in Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, it was all about Notre Dame, you know. But uh, I don't know if you have coaches growing up like that anymore, you know what I mean? And um, because this money is so big now that, you know, and look, hey, man, look, I mean, it's no different than free agency in the NFL, right? That's true. You know, I mean, if uh, you see a better opportunity, you know, and they're going to pay you more money, you know, you're going to leave. Now, the better opportunity part is what people are really questioning, right? Because I think when you look at, you know, the the even the NFL players who have come out over the, that 12-year span, you know, it's pretty equal between LSU players and Notre Dame players and first-round picks and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, um, and, you know, we, we're having, um, you know, a, a better recruiting season than LSU, you know, the next couple of years coming up. So it, it's pretty interesting that, you know, you think that's a better opportunity when the program you're leaving is – seemingly in better shape right now so yeah yeah and with marcus freeman what do you think of him just because just based on hearing just some of the stuff recently it feels like the kind of guy you want to run through a wall for man i tell you what man um and here we go again man. i can't i can't go there though zach i'm not going <laughs> i'm not gonna go there man <laughs> but uh man you know it's like you want to say i love this kid man i love this he, guy he feels you know? genuine he feels like a genuine yeah, like a good, good guy yeah i'm back to freeman um so obviously don't want to get too kind of like locked in with this guy knowing what's going on with all these coaches, but you feel like a different kind of aura coming from him. As and, Kelly? You know, yeah. You know, um, I heard him talking and I think that's what I was about to say. Um, and he would, he, he made a point that um, he had the opportunity to go to Ohio state, you know, uh, he had some other opportunities, which, you know, found out it was obviously LSU and, uh, Duke, he had, I think Duke was going to offer him a head coaching job uh, there. And um, and he said he chose to be at Notre Dame because he wanted to be a part of, of the Notre Dame environment. And, uh, and that meant something to me. That meant something because um, I don't know if I've heard, you know, Kelly ever talk about the Notre Dame environment with the passion that, that, that Freeman talked about the, the Notre Dame environment. So, um, so yeah, I, I think, man, you know, now the crazy thing about this, right. If he is truly really successful, you know, what's going to happen, bro. I mean, I mean, it, NFL, everybody's going to be coming out to this cat. I mean, the NFL, I mean, when have they had a, uh, a, a African-American coach to come out from a, you know, big university, like, no, you know, you know, so, you know, and, and the problem is that Notre Dame has a max on what they're going to do as far as money wise, you know, now it's going to have to come. Maybe some booster would say, man, y'all pay them this and we'll pay them X on top of yeah. that. I mean, it's going to have to be that type of uh, that type of situation. But, you know, it, it's it's interesting, man. I, I definitely wish him well. Uh, you know, uh, it's like. Almost like I want him to make a blunder every once in a while, so everybody else to stay away from him, you know. <laughs> so yeah. we can keep him there. But no, I think this this guy is—I call him a kid, man, because he's 35 years old. But um, you know, he's uh, he's a genuine, genuine guy, man. You can tell with the emotions on his face. 
um, you know, how much this means to him. And I just think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And let's go one last quick question for you. So going back, as we know, uh, Bryce Young won the Heisman. Do you think Hutchinson had a shot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't see what the final tally was, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, he should have been really close, man. I mean, um, I think that, um, you know, watching him play, especially the last three or four games, you know, the, the trophy says to the most outstanding player, it does not say to the one who throws the ball to the receivers who are wide open all the time. You know what I mean? It doesn't say that. You know what I mean? And um, and I think people get caught up into that. You know, it's like, look, I mean, if you're going to be playing the quarterback position, if you got a guy who's running five yards ahead of somebody and you can't get him the ball, then that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. You know, but um, so not, not trying to uh, – you know, I mean, the kid is a very talented kid and, yeah. you know, certainly de deserving of the award. But I'm always looking for somebody who is, you know, now when Lamar was doing his thing in college, you know, when when Cam was doing his thing in college, you know, you love to see it. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, so I'm not saying I've never voted for for quarterbacks, but I'm always looking for an alternative guy, man, because I obviously was not a yeah. quarterback yeah. and would not have won it if everybody was thinking only quarterbacks or running backs should win it. Yeah. And then, and then just one last one for you. So speaking of that, in terms of the NFL, um, this year the MVP race is kind of getting, coming down to the wire. Cooper Cup is in the running, but no wide receiver has ever won MVP. I'm pretty sure I, thought, I saw the other day the only three non-quarterbacks or running backs to ever win it were um, Mark Mosley, the kicker, Alan Page and LT. Why do you think they're so biased against wide receivers? Um, you know, I, I've said that for years, man. I, I remember having a big conversation with Marino and uh, and Elway at a, at a Pro Bowl, man, years and years ago. How, you know, look, I, I get it. You, you guys throw the ball and you get it to us, right? Our job is to catch the ball. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily our job to get yards after the catch. Yeah, You know, I, your job is to throw, my job is to catch, right? Now, if I make somebody move and I get you an extra 40 yards, I should get some credit for that. <laughs> but you're getting all the credit for that. that. All the credit for that. You know what I mean? Well, he threw for three. No, he didn't. He threw for about 98 yards, and the receivers ran after 200 yards after that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, you know, so I, I just find that to be very interesting, man, how – you know, the guys who are out there shaking and spinning and, you know, making guys miss get a little bit of the credit, but the guy who threw the ball to you gets all the credit, you know, and, yeah. and look, don't, don't get me wrong. You know, having that guy throw you the ball is a yeah. very, very uh, pertinent part of this, but uh, I, I just think, man, they should, uh, you know, certainly um, give the receivers a lot more credit than what they do. Do you think Calvin should have won it a couple of years ago? Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, you know, when you're that dominant, man, and everybody knows you're that dominant, you know, I mean, for a quarterback, now you, your job is very simple, is get the ball in this radius, somewhere somewhere like, you know, and, and let him do the rest, you know. So, I mean, if you can't do that, going back to what we were talking about in college, then yeah. you probably shouldn't be an NFL quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Well, do appreciate you taking time. Um, how can people follow you on social media and uh, keep up with you? Yeah, uh, 81 Tim Brown on Twitter, Tim Brown 81 on uh, uh, on Facebook, and 81 Tim Brown, I believe, on Instagram. I saw you saw you on Sirius. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have a little serious show. We've been off for three weeks because of okay. the holidays and all these games I played. So, uh, but yes, uh, we, my show is from uh, nine to eleven Eastern time. Um, yeah, the kickoff, the morning kickoff, NFL kickoff weekend. Yep. Awesome, awesome. Well, do appreciate you taking time as always. Um, glad you're able to come on. I hope everybody's having a great, happy holiday season. Wish you a great, happy new year. Hey, Zach, appreciate you, man. Same to you. Thanks, man. Take care. Take care.